Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 52, Why Worship on Sunday? Well, throughout uh, Christianity since the first century, people have worshiped on Sunday, um, regularly met in church buildings and held services and uh, worshiped God and gathered together as far as the fellowship of believers, the breaking of bread, the gathering of tithes and offerings, all of these things. And it dates back to uh, God preserving the Sabbath day as a memorial to honor his period of rest after creation. So you look at Genesis chapter two, verse one, it says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So you have this basis from the very beginning that we're to work six days and rest on the seventh. And then just Jesus reaffirms that in the New Testament. So the proof that this was throughout time, it was ordered for the Jews to keep this as a memorial as well uh, in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, but, and we'll read that in a minute, but look at Exodus 16, uh, verse 23, when they were wandering in the desert and he said unto them, this is that which the Lord has said, tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and seethe what you will seethe and that which remains over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up till the morning as Moses bade and it did not stink. Neither was there any worm therein referring to the manna that they had collected. And Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. So when they came out of Egypt, they were told that there is a Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week. You gather manna for six days, and on the seventh, you don't gather manna. You don't work, you don't bake, you don't do anything, but honor the Sabbath day for God, right? And that was reestablishing after like several hundred years of slavery in Egypt that, uh, Hey, there's seven days in a, in a week and, and you need to rest and remember the Lord, the Lord's day. Right. And so Exodus 20, this was a few chapters later, they finally got the 10 commandments and verse eight says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So across Christianity, we recognize that there is this seven-day week, and the seventh day is the day that we are to rest and honor God. What's the seventh day of the week? Saturday. So why then do Christians, those who profess to follow Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the the God of the Jews, who created the Jews and and established this law, the Ten Commandments, to honor the seventh day of the week when he rested from creating the entire universe, Why then did we switch from honoring that day in particular, Saturday, to having a Sunday worship? Well, primarily it comes down to the disciples. The 12 disciples of Jesus appear to have changed it to Sunday. So if you look at Colossians 2.16, 
They say, let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So that one's important. It mentions that there are different things that people judge each other on and the Sabbath day should not be one of them. Because remember, it is supposed to be a shadow of the things to come. It's, it's a symbol of something that God is going to do or have for us in heaven. Okay. The shadow of things to come. Then if you look at Romans 14, five, it says one man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day the same. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. So again, in Romans, they were having this argument in the Roman church because primarily you had Jews that were telling people, hey, this is what God did in the Old Testament. Here's the Ten Commandments, blah, 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 right? But we're following Christ now. But then you had Gentiles that were honoring Sunday as the day that they worshiped. And, and then other day, other uh, instances in the book of Acts and such, you'll find that they actually had uh, meetings every day of the week. So in some churches, they literally had house churches where you could come any day and, and there would be other Christians there to worship. And so then you had some of them thinking that one day was more important than another. Maybe it was Tuesday. Maybe it was, you know, Friday. I don't know. But obviously, some Christians were picking one day as the day that they would come to worship as opposed to another. And other Christians were saying, no, we need to do it every day. It didn't matter. That was the point of this letter in Romans chapter 14. Then you look at Acts 20 verse 7. Paul said, and upon the first day of the week, so that would be Sunday, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. The disciples came in Acts to break bread together, which is generally assumed in conjunction with this preaching that it was a remembrance of Jesus Christ. That was the breaking of bread. But then on the other hand, you have people saying that breaking of bread is just a common terminology for eating together, right? So it could be that they met every day of the week and had dinner together while they while they preached or while they listened to Paul preach. So the point of this is they specifically point out that this particular one was on the first day of the week, which would be Sunday. So it appears that the disciples met on different days. And in several instances in the new Testament, they specify that it is the first day of the week. So the question would be, why, why did they pick the first day of the week instead of Saturday? the seventh day of the week. Well, it's assumed because they never actually specifically stated. It's assumed that it was to honor the day that Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. If you look in John 20 verse one, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she ran and got the others. Then they came and looked. Then they ran and got more uh, disciples and they came and looked and the sun was up. And then the angel appeared to them and said, Jesus is risen. And you got that whole story there. But the point is that was the first day of the week. So it was Sunday that everybody was aware. Look, this is the day that Jesus was discovered to have been risen from the dead. Now it says it was yet dark, so maybe he rose, you know, at 1201 in the morning. I don't know, but it was the first day of the week when it was yet dark, when it was empty. 
So it's assumed that it was because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we honor that day in particular now. Now, Christians have continued this from the first century to the present day. Um, and I would say probably just as an acknowledgement of that, the disciples using that day. For instance, ChristianAnswers.net uh, quotes one of the founding fathers, I guess, of the Christian faith is Ignatius. He wrote in the early first century AD, um, and let me quote this. Uh, for example, Ignatius wrote in the early hundreds AD describing Christians with a Jewish background as those who have come to the possession of a new hope, no longer observing the Sabbath, but living in observance of the Lord's day on which also our life has sprung up again by him and by his death. And that was in a letter written to the church at Magnesia by this father of the church, Ignatius. Um, he's also called Theophorus in other writings. So he was one of the early Christians who followed the disciples in the writings of uh, their writings. And the Lord's day that he references is something that can be found in Revelations 1 verse 10. The disciple John references the day Jesus rose from the dead. And he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So the Lord's day in the Bible is referred to as the day that Jesus rose from the dead, which we see then was the first day of the week. So that's Sunday, right? So you'll see also that this is why many churches take an offering at their, at their church services. It began on Sunday because of the command in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, where Paul said, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. We lay aside or take an offering of all the Christians that are in that area to lay aside for missionaries who then go out and spread the word of God, which is what Paul was. He was a missionary that was going out and spreading the word of God. So on Sunday, the first day of the week, we are laying aside as a group of Christians a store or an offering to be used for missionaries and for the Lord's work, right? So that's that actually comes directly from Paul the Apostle himself in 1 Corinthians 16, 2. And in modern times, how do you collect from a group of hundreds of Christians a tithe or an offering from everybody if you don't gather them together in one place to come and bring their offering? And in our busy society, if you're all coming together on Sunday to bring your offering, then why not have a message and worship God as well? And so then everything else follows. So I would say that is why we have continued to do this worshiping on Sunday is because of these various verses that talk about the preaching and the laying aside of tithes and honoring the Lord's day and so on. Now, if you look at some sects of modern-day Christianity, like the Seventh-day Adventists, they still choose to worship on Saturday due to the, the Ten Commandments, you know, that says to honor the Sabbath day. Uh, the Jewish religion still holds to Saturday as the, the Sabbath day because it's the last day of the week. So there's lots of different things out there as to why people do it. Remember that um, we are supposed to see everything through a filter of the Bible, right? Now, I, I, in my research on this, I found some references to Constantine in the third century um, and some other pagan uh, 
uses of the the first day of the week, the worshiping of the sun um, on Sunday and things like that. And how, you know, Christianity has become pagan and is worshiping false gods and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you look at the Bible verses that I have quoted to you, it is very clear that the disciples did what we would call worship in a church building or in house churches on the first day of the week. So this stems from very shortly after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and him going back into heaven. That's when they started doing this. So to say that that came later as a result of some pagan religion is false. So you've got to look at the Bible and the Bible talking about the disciples doing it on the first day of the week. And that's where we get our, our decision-making is from the Bible, not from cultures or ancient religions or, you know, something that you find on the internet. So the conclusion of all of this is that the 10 commandments honoring the Sabbath day is, it means a day of rest. You do not have to worship and have church service on that day of rest. There's nowhere in the Bible that requires you to, to have that quote unquote Sunday service on the Sabbath day. Keep in mind that Jesus himself went to church on the Sabbath day at first when he went to the Jewish synagogues to preach until he was chased out. And then he preached every day of the week. He didn't just preach on the Sabbath day. Also, he made a a mention of the fact that the Lord is the Lord of the Sabbath day also, which is saying that Jesus Christ is the Lord of every day, not just the Sabbath day. But Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We should meet together with like-minded believers who trust in Jesus Christ to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, to lift each other up. That's what exhorting means. And so much the more, so worship, if you want to do prayer and songs and and digging into scripture and, and being discipled and do it more often as you see the day approaching. That means the day of Jesus Christ coming back a second time, right? So we, as long as we are not forsaking that assembly of ourselves together, it doesn't matter which day you choose to honor. The point is the memory, the memorial of God creating the world in six days and resting on the seventh. So we also ought to rest the seventh day. And then if you look at, uh, this is the last passage, Romans 14, starting in verse one, I believe it goes through... 12 goes through 12. Uh, it says him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations means don't allow someone who is weak to cause arguments and bring up doubt in the church. Verse two, for one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eateth only herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that does not eat. So again, you can understand that someone is weak in the faith, but do not despise them. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eats, for God has received him. So if a Christian chooses to be a vegetarian, that's okay, but they should not judge those who eat meat. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. Verse 5. 
one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. This goes back to previous podcasts about how if it is not of faith, it is sin to you. So if you are persuaded that you must worship on a certain day, then you should. But understand, God doesn't care which day you worship. Verse 6, he that regardeth one day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not that day to the Lord, he does not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. The point is, in your heart, are you doing it for God or are you doing it for some other reason? If you're doing it for God, it doesn't matter which one of those you choose. Okay. Verse seven, for none of us liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be the Lord, both of the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set it not your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For as it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Whether you choose to worship on Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Tuesday morning, it doesn't matter. The key is that you set aside a day to honor God and that you also understand the principle that God taught. Then you remember the six days shall you work and on the seventh day you rest. So what if your work requires you to work on Sunday? The question is when you have that day off, do you regularly take one day out of the seven to where you will rest And I think there's a physics principle in there that God probably designed our bodies to need rest every seventh day, but that's not scriptural. That's my own opinion. As long as you are taking that day to rest and remember God, and then in addition to that, you are taking time to actually assemble with other believers to help each other in your faith, especially as times get worse in this world, then you are living for God. And it doesn't matter which day you choose. But that is the essence um, from the very beginning, from the first century with the 12 disciples, worshiping on Sunday became a thing instead of Saturday. In my opinion, one of the factors might have been that every time Jesus went to worship in the temples on the Sabbath day, he was kicked out. So he started just walking around and preaching everywhere all the time and I think the disciples simply realized that following Christ was an everyday thing and that honoring one particular day over another was not Jesus's concern. If you have any questions, as always, you can email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And until next time, God bless you.